for the brethren to dwell together in unity. Welcome those on live stream who joined us too. And as you know, those on live stream, you're free to make some comments about uh, tonight as you watch. We're going to be in John 19, verses 5 through 9. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests, therefore, and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. In the, in the trial of Jesus, we're seeing the reaction of the world to the Lord Jesus. All manner of people were involved. There are men and women, one woman being the maid servant at the hall. There were the leading religious people were there. The leading political people were there, and military personnel were there. So that's a fair representation of a large segment of society. But not a single person rose in defense of Jesus. Not one. Not one rose speaking in his behalf, declaring his virtues and the great works he had done and how they had benefited from his presence. We have here a definition lived out of not believing on Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is uh, an exhibit of where that leads a person. Amen. Not trusting in him or fearing God, him more than God. We behold what the fear of man will do. Mm. If you're afraid to speak or shape your conduct because of what people are going to think, mm -hmm. yeah. you've got in this text where that will lead. Yeah. That's where it will lead. We behold what the fear of man will do. He will move those who have followed Jesus, received from him, and observed him with wonder to join with their enemies. This confirms the, uh, the need of Jesus. Yeah. Brother Gibbon? Yes. Uh, they didn't... Uh, they didn't really join with their enemies saying, crucify, crucify. They just didn't speak up because they were afraid of being killed themselves. Well, Isn't that 
Correct. Well, in Acts 4, he says they they were charged with a group with a Pilate. Remember Pilate, Herod, the Gentiles, the people of God, they all joined in. Yes. They were all one. It was one group. Yeah. All of them. In Acts 4, we'll deal with that. Some tells us, says that. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. If, they, if people don't know, mm-hmm. then they're to inquire. But these people did know what Jesus did. But the, they sided in with them, and that's how this reckoned. And when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, he said, You did it. Yeah. Remember? You remember this. He stood up, he said, You, through the hands of, cruci- of lost men, crucified the Savior. He said it again in the third chapter. He says, You. You did it. And then, then when they prayed, of course, they grouped them together. So this, there's only two groups of people in the world. Those who believe and those who don't believe, and everybody decides which one they're going to be part of. Are, are, are you um, asking if, like, the disciples were yeah. in that? Yeah, I thought you were saying. I was thinking the disciples, they were too afraid to uh, stand well, up for him, but they didn't. Well, the disciples weren't uh-huh. here at this time, and the okay. only disciples there were Peter and John. But Well, there were other disciples, too. Yeah. Well, like me, who were hiding. Under upper room. Well, well, we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't know for sure. But whenever Peter said, "You," yeah, yes, you know, he didn't say we have, mm-hmm. as though he's including those yeah, that were following Christ. Yeah, he said, "You have." Yeah, he, this is this was prayed out in Acts four. This, this. But then Peter denied him. Well, yeah, but let's look at it. See that. Uh, Different than yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I was trying to point out. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus said, "Whoever's not with me is against me." He didn't say for me. He said, "Whoever's not with me is against me." These people weren't with Jesus at the time. Mm-hmm. With, not physically with. They weren't siding, siding with him. For of a truth against, against thy holy child Jesus. Whom thou hast anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. So they were with one one group. Thank God some of them recovered. (laughs) A good number of them on the day of Pentecost did recover. That kind of parallels with the saying, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So they even were included in the sense. Because we, we said we didn't we didn't believe him until he gave us to believe. We yeah. rejected him. You know, it, it, all mankind that isn't for him is against him, whether they Well, that's true. That's true. But this does I say this oh, on I this see. particular night we there's a word, revealed word on it. This in this motley true the you had the best of the political world. This is the yeah. best. Yeah, that's right. You had the the best of the military world. This is the best. Then the best of the religious world. This is the best. So this is why you need Christ. Is why there has to be a new birth. It's why you have to have the gift of the Holy Spirit. See? It's why you have to have an interceding and mediating Christ. This is why. There is no other option. 
acceptable or the acceptable option. It's the failure to discern these realities and necessities. That's what makes people against Jesus. That failure to discern this. When you discern it, maybe you come over to his side. And this, uh, this is why Paul prayed for the churches that they'd be given spiritual understanding and discernment. Because all of this can get away from you. If you don't have growing discernment, eventually this can get away from you. And you may not outwardly look like an ungodly person, but you just quit. The person quits trusting in Jesus and quits depending on Him. Mm -hmm. And that's why all of these advantages are given so that people won't won't do that. They're not be left to themselves. We know what people do left to themselves. Israel lived That's it right. out. That's right. Amen. Israel had all of the advantages of a leader and revelation and a law and God being formed. They had all that, but they didn't see it. They didn't comprehend it. That's why faith and hope are consistently accented in apostolic doctrine. What you do is mentioned, but what but faith and hope are accented. There's an exclamation mark behind faith and hope because that's what makes you stable. Amen. The race you have a race that's got to be run. You have a good fight of faith that's got to be fought. You have to stand against the wiles of the devil, but you don't have in yourself the resources to do this. So salvation provides those. Resources. This is why we're warned. This is why all the warnings are given. There's a, a phenomenal amount of warnings yeah. given to the people of God. Yeah. They're in every epistle. They're in the book of Acts. They're in the Revelation. These warnings. Why are these warnings given? If it's, if somebody is, is unqualifiedly secure, why are these warnings issued? That's right. It's because there's a part of you that Satan can get his talons in. That's yeah. why. Yeah. There's a part of it. Mm -hmm. When we're liberated from this mortal coil, as they used to call it, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll yeah. be out of range. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. Well, then, then Jesus came forth. Other versions say, then Jesus came out. The New International says, Jesus, when Jesus came out, so Jesus came out. The scriptures don't say he was led out. He came out. Amen. Came forth. From his arrest in the garden to this point, there's no record ever of Jesus having to be carried. He came out under his own strength important to see that. Amen. Just as when he was delivered to be crucified, they took Jesus and led him out, and he bearing his cross. See, he, after all he'd been through, yeah, yeah. he still came out. Amen. Yes. I recall from the last lesson we talked about how Christ was beaten and scourged to the point where you couldn't even recognize That's right. his visage. Yeah. There's no nothing in the scriptures that says he was ministered unto overnight. Uh, yet here he came. He came forth. That's right. On his own. 
See, this is part of drinking the cup. He had a, he alone. Nobody else could assist. Nobody else could assist him. Yeah. Yeah. Not even his father assisted him. This was the this was the power of darkness. Mm-hmm. God had given this period of time over to the power of darkness, and they did their worst. They did the most they could do. Yeah. Yeah. And they couldn't defeat Jesus before he went to heaven. That's right. They could. Uh, praise God for it. It kind of shows you that uh, man is capable of overcoming by faith a lot more than they think. Oh, yes. Yeah, faith is one of the most underestimated yeah. realities. Faith is equated to, to believing a, like a creed. Mm-hmm. What you believe. It's not what you believe, it's who you believe. Yes, amen. Big difference between the two. Amen. He came forth. Now on this, on this to, to carry, I'm coming now and I'm carrying the cross. This was a Roman fashion. Plutarch, Roman historian, he commented on it. This was Rome's methodology of punishment. Every condemned person should bear the, the cross that a nun would bear him. That was a that was their man. You had to tote the cross you were going to be crucified on. This was involved in the prophecy, I've tread in the winepress alone. That was part of that. Amen. This is also the basis for our Lord's requirement for us. Then said he to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up. See, that if Jesus didn't take up his cross, he wouldn't say you should take up yours. He yeah. took up his. Yes. We have to Amen. take up ours Amen. and follow me. That's and right. Luke says, take up your cross daily. That's right. He adds that. And follow me. Just as surely as Jesus had to take up the cross to fulfill the Father's will, so his disciples had to take up the cross to fulfill the will, God's will for them. Yes. Let every would-be disciple be a bold and courageous follower of Christ, which involves taking up your cross. The yes. cross is the repercussions of your faith. Mm-hmm. It's because of who Jesus was that they reacted to him like they yes. did, and because of who you are in Christ that people react to you the way they do. If they're God's people, they react favorably. If they're not, they don't react favorably. That's the way it is. That cross is carried while we are in the act of faithfully obeying the Lord. See, that Jesus carried his cross while he was in the act of obeying God. Amen. Amen. So it's not you carry your cross while you're encountering some hardship only know it's while he was encountering hardship but that's so that's an outward view he was obeying god this was what was involved in obeying god yes amen amen yes it's still involved Mm -hmm. amen fortunately we're not forsaken jesus was forsaken by god temporarily but but you won't be you, you will not be, when you bear your cross, you will not be Amen. Forsaken. Yes. 
Carrying your cross is being, as Galatians 2.20 says, crucified with Christ. That's, right. That's yes. what that is. Uh-huh. It's not just bearing up under difficulties. No, it's, it's crucified with Christ and dying with Christ. If we be dead with Christ, that's right. so your identity. Amen. Your identity with Him. And when you, this will free you from being morose. Mm-hmm and uh, being cast down because you wish people understood you more and so forth. This can happen, yeah. you understand, because of our weakness. But seeing this will deliver you from that from that snare. Yeah, really yes. Taking up your cross is not like just an idea. No. Like, like it would be nice to, if we could do that. It, it, it's actually a commanded. Christ won't minister to you if you don't take yeah. up your cross and follow him. And then when you do take up your cross and follow, everything that you've laid on the cross, everything that the cross means, it goes with you where you go. That's right. So it's right there, just like Jesus when he bore his cross. It, he was it, he was yeah. as close to the cross as he was going to get. He was right there. And when we crucify, it's not like they're gone. Crucify the flesh. It's not like the flesh disappears. You have to endure now That's right. a crucified flesh. It's not going to be happy, right? That's it's right. not going to be glad. Thank you for crucifying me. It's going to be an enemy that resists you at every time yeah. it can. Yeah, crucifixion is not a pleasant no. death. It is not intended to be a pleasant death. But it's the it's the way God has designed for yeah. you to appreciate Jesus. Amen. Jesus outweighs the cross. Amen. Grace outweighs outweighs yes. this situation. Yes. But if you don't bear your cross. You cannot know this. That's right. Amen. Grace, the songwriter said, grace greater than our sin. That's what he was talking about. Yes. That's how you learn that Christ is superior. You learn it, not theoretically, you learn it. Amen. You experience the worst things that you've ever experienced, but at the same time, you're experiencing Mm -hmm. the best things you've ever experienced. Amen. At the same time. And I found it, you probably have found it too, that this doesn't dawn on you instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yes. you've been in this, you've been in the harness for a while before mm-hmm. this kind of yes. dawns on you. That's the purpose of edification, to mm-hmm. keep this keep this fresh yes. Amen. at Amen. all times. That's wonderful. And he brings, he, Jesus comes out and Pilate says, Behold the man! Look at him. Yes. Some of our other verses read, Here's the man. Look at the man. Look, here's the man. Perhaps he thought they'd be touched by the gory scene and consent to let him go free. Albert Barnes, a venerated commentator, had this to say, and I think is a little something to it. See? The man whom you accuse is arrayed in the gorgeous robe as if a king. He's been scourged and mocked. All this he's borne with patience. See, see how calm and peaceful. Behold his countenance, how mild. His body scourged, his beard pierced, his head pierced with thorns. Yet in all this he is meek and patient. This is the man that you accuse in he now has brought forth that you may see he's not guilty. See, Pilate, he sensed that this had to be an extraordinary yeah, yeah, yeah. person that 
the fact that he did this confirmed to Pilate that he wasn't guilty of the things he was charged because he was so so calm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, I think several of you have actually experienced this yourself. You've actually done this. You've remained calm when you've been hammered on the head. And you've been uh, severely criticized and maligned and you just you kept... Calm. Of course, that was grace, you understand? Amen. <laughs> that was grace that enabled you to stand. Yes, but listen, the people of God see that and it emboldens them. It gives them confidence to stand up too. Not to see someone say, well, I see you're going through a lot. And you're living by faith. You have to. You have to give a, tell a testimony what you went through. They might not know otherwise, unless they were actually with you at the time. Sin so hardens the heart that even a sight like this couldn't awake mercy. Amen. Yeah. Seeing this gory, bloody sight, gaping wounds and stripes and thorns, and seeing this didn't reach the heart of these people. That's how. That's what sin does to people. Amen. It hardens them. This is involved in us looking under Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, he's enthroned now. When we look under Jesus, we see him enthroned as a lamb slain. Mm-hmm. Amen. Freshly slain. He's in heaven. Is his wounds look like they just occurred. Amen. Yeah. So we're seeing him wounded. Mm-hmm. The signs of his wounds are still remain. Even after he rose from the dead, he showed it. See, That's right. see my hands, see my side, see my feet. The wounds were still there. Mm-hmm. They're still there now. Yeah, amen. And we see them. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it mitigates our own experience. Yeah. It teaches us there's a lot worse than what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Amen. And but the only person who could demonstrate how much a person could endure was the Lord's Christ. He lived it out now. This is how much he had to endure the wrath of God. You don't you don't have to do that. And you won't if you live by faith. But they, he did. He endured the worst. So no difficulty need to over, overwhelm you. Wherever the gospel is being preached, there's a shout from heaven. Behold the man! Yes. See? See him like he is. See him as he really is. When the chief priest saw him, there you are. Now you, you remember what the sight, what the sight was. Yeah. They had seen him. As used here, saw means they turned their eyes and their mind gave attention to it. This is not a glance. Yeah. We might even say they stared at him. They saw his physical condition, the stripes, the blood, the gaping runes, and what did it do? It made them harder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crucify him! They cried out. Crucify him. This is the kind of thing unrestrained hatred and malice will finally erupt. Mm -hmm. People won't care what they say. They won't care how they preach. 
hatred and malice, this is, this is where it leads, this is where it goes. No wonder we're told that hatred is a work of the flesh. This is not a work of the Spirit at all. Why do you think Jesus said, love your enemies? Why do you think he said that? Because if you hate them, this is what hate, hate leads to. Yeah, that's right. yeah, it leads that's... to insensitivity and Amen. callousness and hard-heartedness. That's why he said, love your enemies. He didn't say, like your enemies. He said, love your enemies. Yeah. Desire the best desire the best for them and if yeah. they're in need yeah. help them why because that will keep your heart supple Amen. and tender hatred is classed along with idolatry witchcraft variance wrath strife and seditions it's hatreds right in there with all of those crucify him crucify him the other words will say to the cross to the cross May they want to say, do it now, do it now. Put him to death on the stake. Put him to death on the stake. One version says, hang him, hang him. In other words, hang and stake will lead you to an erroneous conclusion. It doesn't mean it was a stick. It's talking about how they were put on the cross. They were nailed to the cross. They weren't tied to it. They were nailed. See, that's why the scriptures speak about being nailed to the cross. That's why it says that. That was the means of fashioning them. Sometimes you'll see pictures and they have ropes. They had ropes. Tied them on the cross. That's not what it did here. Yeah. They, were, they were pinioned that's right. yeah. to the cross. The fact is it was a the fact that it was a vertical pole with a horizontal crossbar is confirmed with his hands mm-hmm. were nailed and his it, on the crossbar mm-hmm. his feet were nailed on the on the pole or on the stake. Yeah. In other words, there was no way he could assist himself. Mm-hmm. If your hands are the same place, you may be able to employ some strength and some mm-hmm. not when they're like this. Yeah. You can't. Well, you want to think tonight as we as you think of things to contribute about this crying out, crucify him, crucify him. What a what a statement it was. Yeah, that's the ultimate hardness of heart. Yeah. That um, you know, and, and yet I've seen um, the, the the flesh that has no problem with this at all. The flesh is anti-God, anti-Christ. Uh, there was a man that just commented on your one of your posts on the, the Word of Truth Fellowship. He went through this long thing, then he said, people, there is no God, there is no Christ, there is no hope. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they, they don't want anything to do with being in subjection to somebody else. Today, people are serving themselves. They're lovers of their own self. And if something happens to them, I mean, if, if somebody says something they don't like, well, it's, it's, the whole world's got to change because it's against me. Yeah. But here, we got the Son of God yeah. hanging from a tree, and, and, and they, just, they just made fun of me. They just laughed at me. Well, see, this is, this is the worst that mankind can possibly yeah. produce. Right, it's happening right here. 
and they did the most to him that if anybody's ever suffered. That's right. Now, there's been a lot of martyrs since him that have died in Jesus' name. And they've died some horrible deaths. But see, this that what complicated this one is that God which rejects him. That's right. And this is this is what not believing can produce. Yes, amen. There is no one who of himself is is beyond this kind of conduct. That's right, amen. I have yes, Brother Marty. I think it's in Luke. I'm not sure, but the Jews said that Jesus deserved to die because he made himself out to be. Yeah, made himself out to be God. God And um, see, they're full of hypocrisy. They won't. They won't kill Jesus. Mm -hmm. They enlisted the Romans because they knew how to meet meet out the most excruciating death that you could suffer. The Jews didn't want to dirty their hands with that. That Jesus had told them many times they were hypocrites, and this is the kind of the ultimate hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's startling. Yeah. yeah, the Romans. There's a reason why they did this. Mm-hmm. They were they were stopping it from erupting. Mm-hmm. This is actually what Romans 13 is about. Mm-hmm. It's not talking about being merciful to criminals. That's not no, what it's yeah, talking right. about. Yeah. It's talking about the sword. That's right. Talking about decapitating you. Yeah. Why? Not just out, not out of hatred or malice, because iniquity has to be stopped. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why the flood happened. Amen. Yeah. That's why the yeah. flood happened. Mm-hmm. It stopped mm-hmm. that spread of iniquity mm-hmm. and that and violence. Amen. So that's Amen. that's why they did this. Yes. It was just. Discouraged any future. We could be thankful that he didn't enlist the church to do this. Oh yes. Well, it was was, there was a time when it, some of the earlier Christians thought the church was to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. No, the church is not intended to carry out That's capital right. punishment. Amen. Just to be carried out, but not by the church. Mm-hmm. God's appointed. Yeah. Who to do that? Amen. That's, that's to go. Thank God. Amen. Thank God that that hasn't been given to us. You know, brother, given that Jesus is, is, is made perfect in His suffering, and here, here He's uh, being experienced the uh, the greatest suffering that you can imagine, and He's being perfected to the highest level that you can imagine. He's the He's the perfect man. Yes. The hypocrisy of the scribes and the Pharisees is evident in the fact that they had no bones about stoning Stephen or yeah, chasing Christians right. to Damascus that's and right. killing them. They but they didn't you know, do that with Jesus. That yeah, they did with Paul. They stoned Paul, left him for dead. You're right. Yet they didn't appeal to Rome there, did they? They wanted to throw him off a, off a hillside at one point. Yeah, they that's, that wasn't going to be good enough. That wouldn't have hurt him enough. Yeah. This was the point of way. This is because they couldn't get the job done. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, they couldn't get the job done. They, they were being frustrated. He had three years, three years of his ministry to get this done, and they couldn't do it. Yes. Oh, well, he says, "Take ye and crucify him." Yes. Uh, he's, t- he's attempting to distance himself from this whole situation. <laughs> but he can't. He's caught in the vortex of this. He's caught in a whirlpool. He can't get. He can't get out of it. 
there was something else that was being demonstrated here that could be seen through the lens of human reasoning. Jesus was not only rejected by his people, the Jews, but by the world at large. John breaks a point of this. Yes, he was in the world, and the world, he came to his own, and his own received him not. The world knew him not. The world. Jesus didn't go into all the world, you understand. And yet the world is said not to have received him. And there's a, there's a reason for this. The world knew him not. There was a time in history when God raised up a special king. He gave him unparalleled wisdom and riches. And the world heard about it. And not because Israel traveled to the other world. Solomon didn't travel to the rest of the world. But the Queen of Sheba heard about his wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon pertaining to to the Lord. She heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord and she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem from Sheba. was the land. Sheba is the modern country of Yemen, Yemen in the southern tip of Arabia. The distance from, from Sheba to Jerusalem is a straight line, 1,373 miles. Now I'm pointing out here how the news spread and how someone came from a remote area. 1,373 miles, that's almost to a mile, a straight line distance between Joplin and New York City. And she didn't come on a straight line. And we know that on the day of Pentecost there were devout men from every nation under heaven. So there were people in in these areas but nobody Mm -hmm. nobody came to see Jesus from another country Mm -hmm. interesting isn't it they did come to hear Solomon see Solomon Queen of Sheba and her entourage so the fact that Jesus was in the world Mm -hmm. that got out and people should have beat a path Wherever a person knows that truth is being declared, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't have access to that caliber, say, of truth, they should go where it's being said and find out and inquire. Mm-hmm. God requires us of people. Yeah. They're to go through the truth. That's right. As well yeah. as the truth being proclaimed, people are obligated to find out about the truth when it's proclaimed. Amen. There's no record of any representative from another nation coming to see Jesus who was came from another nation. Concerning the fact that Jesus will not and cannot be crucified again, it is written, if they shall fall away, these are someone who believed, if they shall fall away to renew them again to repentance, why? Seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. X 
backsliders, whatever you may think about them, they shame Christ publicly. That's why it's impossible to renew them to repentance. This time, they're the ones that crucified Jesus. They crucified Jesus afresh. Put him to an open shame. But there's only one death that saves from sin. It's not a second death. One death. Now this is how heaven sees this. This is uh, very provoking to thought, to think about this. That from heaven's viewpoints, heaven would regard someone as crucifying Jesus again. And that again will not save. Will not save at all. And, and so, uh, when the Baptist, like Baptists believe, once saved, always saved. Oh, this, <laughs> yeah, this contradicts that completely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Amen. Well, yeah, just the very the wording of it, crucified unto him themselves. Unto themselves. I mean, it, it, in other words, Jesus is now dead to you. Yeah. You, you, you how can you have any fellowship with yeah, the dead? That's great. So, That's I mean, exactly this, is, this right. is just the wording is scary, all by itself. The Amplified Bible says this, If they nail upon the cross the Son of God afresh, as yeah. far as they are concerned, mm-hmm. and are holding them up to contempt and shame and public disgrace. Yeah. Those are strong words. Yes, amen. And he's talking about backsliders. He's talking yeah. about people that go back like a dog to his vomit and a sow to his wallowing in the mire. That's yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah. And to have someone read a doctrine, as Sister Joe mentioned, that says that can't happen, yeah. uh, yeah, this is blaspheming. Right, yeah. Those people are crucifying Jesus afresh and yeah. putting him to an open shame. As though the death of Christ doesn't deliver people. Mm-hmm. As though Christ's death, and when you're dead with Christ, as though you still live in sin. This, this is contradictory and is blasphemous. It's serious stuff. It's just not Church A believes this and Church B doesn't believe this. It's uh-huh. not quite that simple. That's right. That's right. Amen. Jake Pilate says again, as I say, thinking that this that uh-huh. he didn't know how hard they were. Yeah. I find no fault in him. This is the third time that Pilate said this. That's right. Three right. times he said, I find no fault in him. But he defaulted to their will. Yeah. He didn't say, I find no fault in him. I'm going to release him. Well, of course, there's something else involved here. He couldn't. Uh-huh. He couldn't release him. But he, he couldn't. Wash, he, he's going to wash his hands and try and get shed of this. But he can't. He can't yeah. do it. That's right. I find no fault in him. There was no power in his words. His word didn't have power. So they said, we have a law. Pilate said, you have a custom that I should release him. They said, no, they didn't say we have a custom. They said, we have a law. We have a law speaking as though they were noted for keeping the law. Sister yeah, pointed out they didn't keep it when they stoned Stephen. They didn't keep it when they stoned Paul. That's right. 
They would have killed Peter too. That's right. <laughs> the law that they were corrupting was this. Leviticus 24.16 He that blasphemeth the name of the Lord he shall surely be put to death and all the congregation shall surely stone him. So that's what their law said. Pilate said go use your law. They didn't want to use their <laughs> they didn't want to use their law. Again it was written Deuteronomy 18.20 But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak. I want to underscore that this is God saying this. Yeah, that's right. This yeah, is God yeah. Almighty saying yeah, this. Yes. The prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or yeah. that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's under the law. Yeah. This is God that said this. Yes. So someone say, well, you know, that's just what they believe. Well, is it just what they believe? This is what God said about what they believe. Yes, amen. They shall die. Yeah. It's still going to happen. It's just that we aren't the ones that do it. Yeah, yeah. They're going to die. God's going to take. God's going to settle the issue. But this amen. is how God. This is how God views yes. the matter. The fact that we don't carry it out doesn't mean God stopped being this way. Yeah, it means that yeah. He's just He's gonna He doesn't have His people do this. Mm-hmm. Now then, it's just sensation. Uh, about the section where it says uh, that it is impossible to renew them again into repentance, uh, James five nineteen and twenty says, if anyone wanders from the truth and is brought back by another that whoever brings a sinner back from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover him up in sins. That does show that the backslider is danger of uh, dying because he saved his soul from death. So you're right there. But to say that it's impossible to bring him back But wandering wandering and falling are two different things. The one that fallen did wander. Yeah. And when he was wandering, you're exactly right. When he was wandering, yes. he could have been recouped. But that's when he right. falls, that's uh-huh. the result. Amen. Yeah. So he's yes. not talking about wandering here because as you say, you can recover. If peradventure, Paul yes. told Timothy, if peradventure, God yeah. would give him repentance. Yes. But this is a case where God wouldn't do that because they had, they had, they had oh, yeah. fallen. Now, I don't know, I, well, I know, I do know, if, if this is not our job to figure out if they have gone too far, it's Amen. our job to minister to them. See, we minister to them, we try, like, no. well, we make an attempt to, to, to convict them of sin, to, to bring them, or show them what Christ did, but ultimately, God's no, making yes. this choice. This is not, Either yeah. he's going to give him to repent, and then he'll come back, or he he will have gone too far, and this is, you know, we, we can't... Yeah, we, this is, this is, he's just giving us some information. Yes, that's right. He's telling us that this, there is a state from which yes. you cannot recover. Amen, that's Amen. right. That's right. It's not our job to find out who it is. That's right. Find out where they I don't know how, you, how would you know? How would you know? You'd have to be omniscient to That's right. Amen. So Amen. we minister with the mind to provoke repentance. Amen, that's right. This is a, it's a protection for us to know that there's a condition that you can find yourself in if you dabble in sin that is an unrecoverable yeah. condition. Right. 
Yes. Yeah. Sin. Israel, Israel lived this out. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't have to guess. That's right. When they got to Canaan, mm-hmm. they kept being obstinate. They could not enter. Yeah, that's right. All right, there's a state spiritually that happens that you can't, you can't recover. Yes. And so he gives every person who believes has grace to keep the faith. Those that have faith ought to continue to labor to bring people back. If they don't come back, that's that's up, that's God's business. That's not our business. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Amen. But that is a state, and He's up yes. front. He's up front in telling us this. Yes. He doesn't say, "Don't worry." Yeah. I'll bring you back. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't say that. Uh huh. He says, "Fear." Yes, amen. You fear. Uh-huh. Fear God. Amen. You'd be afraid of getting in this condition. Yeah. And if you are, you'll get some Amen. grace not to get in. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, you will. Some people were God that I know were quite a distance away from God. They they came back. Amen. 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 You know that I never forget this. I was I was out there, and um, I hadn't I hadn't thought about the Lord in a while. But it, it came to me, and, and there came a time when I, I had a desire. I wanted, I knew I had done wrong, and I wanted to come back. And, of course, the devil's right there saying, Oh, no, you did this. Now, believe me, he knows the scripture. And he'll just feed it to you. Now, see, you can't come back. Yes. But I remember the word that a preacher preached in a sermon. It was you, brother. And you said, if you want to, yeah. that means you haven't committed this sin That's if right. you want to. And, right. But that recovered me. See, I was able to say, I believe that. Yeah. And so, you see, faith is, is going to be the operative in in you want, in recovery. You're going to have to believe God, yeah. not this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is, I think everybody knows this, but in reading Scripture, you must at all costs avoid pitting one scripture against another. Yes, yes. That's right. And you've got to believe them both. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's good. And, it, and you're, going to, you're going to have to have faith that God's just. He's not unjust. Amen. Amen. A good description of what we're seeing here in the gospel is in Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 5 when he says why then has this people Jerusalem turned away in continual apostasy some versions say backsliding they hold fast to deceit they refuse to return mm-hmm. I have listened and heard they have spoken yes. what is not right no man repented of his wickedness saying what have I done everyone turned to his course like a horse charging into battle this didn't just happen out of the blue yeah. that they re- that they rejected Christ. Mm-hmm. They had been rejecting him oh, yes. all along as you yeah, pointed right. out yes. and right. their hearts continued to harden and that is what mm-hmm. I hear you describing here in this See particular. there was a generation of Israel that this happened to. Amen. God told Jeremiah four times yeah. do not pray for this people. Yeah. If you pray I won't hear. Yeah. Even if Job prayed for them I would not hear. See, they crossed the line. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's a perpetual 
backsliding that's, and apostasy. That's right. that, yeah, that's so, and that's also Jesus. something you, of you can discern. Yeah. Where every step of the way, somebody continues to reject, reject, and not yeah. reject <laughs> like uh, like. Well, I, I just can't see the truth of this, uh-huh. but to be hostile, outright hostile. Right. Yeah. 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 This is why admonitions like. Resist your adversary, the devil. Yes. Seek the things that are above. Yeah. And there's warnings. Mm-hmm. Strive to enter in the rests, lest any of you seem to come short of it. Right. See, those yeah. warnings yeah. are given in there yes. so that yeah. while you're sensitive, mm-hmm. and, and those, who do, who, those who don't sound these warnings, mm-hmm. they rob the people. Yeah. yeah. I'm convinced there are some people that are sensitive enough that if they heard the warnings, they kind of wake up. But if those warnings aren't sounded and they're just some nice, frothy, do-gooding type messages, you've got an adversary and you've got a body that's against you and you've got demons that are against you and they've got a world that's passing away and see these warnings are needed. Amen. Yes. So you won't fall away. Mm-hmm. Amen. And as a, as a, Vanita pointed out, <laughs> they didn't they didn't think about this law at all when they stoned Stephen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Now Jesus had made himself known clearly to the people. He said, he is the truth, so he said the truth. He said, all things are delivered to me of my Father. So he, he yeah. said he said he was the Son of God. Well, see, he, that, that, isn't, that isn't precisely how he said He said, my Father. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. John the Baptist saw he was the Son of God. God said this is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, he didn't say, I am the Son of God. Yeah. Although he did say, because you you look you are against me, because I said I'm a, I'm the son of God, but he his most of his references was my father. That's right. Yeah. He said it a different. He said the yeah. same thing in, in a different way, mm-hmm. <coughs> giving the glory to God. My father, my father taught me. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I say it's it's my father that honors me. Mm-hmm. The living father sent me. But John twelve thirty seven says, Though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Mm-hmm. So he told them mm-hmm. who he was. That's right. And his works proved who he was. Yeah, yeah. They were students of the scriptures, but they didn't believe them. Yeah. Yeah. They defaulted to their traditions. They had chosen to retain their tradition. Yeah. It's their tradition that moved them to do this. Yeah. Amen. Pilate heard these sayings. He was more afraid. He was more afraid. So this yeah. this was a hard <laughs> hard night speaking as a man for for Pilate. Now there, Pilate's wife warned him. Uh, John doesn't talk about this, but let's just bring this up. Matthew records it. Matthew says of Pilate, he knew that they delivered him up for envy. 
then he, he knew what was going on. And when he was set down in the seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Other versions say that righteous man, that innocent man, that upright man. Now there can be no question about the origin of this dream. It sure wasn't Satan. (laughs) Satan would never have said this in a dream. This was sent from God. Now what happened is Pilate's wife confirms that people can be troubled by thoughts and suffer because of them. Now God, he didn't notice who he sent to warn Pilate was his wife. Mm -hmm. A wife warning her husband. Samson's wife warned Samson's father. Those that think that women can't have a role, I mean, this this is not to mention the Lord himself, when he rose from the dead, he appeared first Mm -hmm. to Mary Magdalene. That's right. I knew right there what group he wasn't affiliated with. He also told Mary, Go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Then a little bit later, the Lord Jesus appears again to to several women after they'd been told to go quickly and tell his disciples he's risen from the dead and goeth before you into Galilee to see him and Jesus met the women and told them to go and tell his disciples where to meet him. Women instructing men. So there's examples of this in Scripture. No one should have (laughs) no one should have difficulty with with this. But but some people do. I understand. So Pilate was more afraid This was prompted when they said he's a son of God. That set off tremors in his soul. He knew that a legitimate charge hadn't been brought against Jesus. He hadn't been thinking on this this level. He knew that Jesus delivered him for envy. He knew that. He knew what was going on. He knew that a legitimate charge had not been brought against Jesus. And even his wife had warned him to per- not to proceed with sentencing. Yet his conscience was so defiled mm-hmm. with his own sin that he had no power to actually mm-hmm. back out. And of course, beyond this, he was fulfilling the will of God. God was, mm-hmm. God was in this. He wasn't. God wasn't going to use a Jew to sentence Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jews sentenced Stephen. God wouldn't let Jews pass the sentence on his son. That's how precious Jesus was to God. God wouldn't let a Jew Mm -hmm. have Jesus crucified. Mm 
and deliver, deliver him up to be crucified. Now notice what Pilate asks. He said, Whence art thou? He doesn't ask, Who are you? He doesn't ask that. He says, Where are you from? Isn't that a a compelling question? Where are you from? He knew he was from Galilee. He knew geographically where he was from. That's why he delivered him to Herod. He was interested enough to pursue this kind of interrogation. Where are you? Where are you from? <laughs> he was within the force of God's will, which was carrying him along yeah. with the full consent of his will. But Jesus didn't answer him. He told the Jews where he was from. He said, I came down from heaven. He yeah. told people where he was yeah. from. I came from the Father. He didn't tell. He didn't Pilate, tell Pilate where he was from. There are some questions Jesus won't answer. Amen. Sometimes it's because of who asked him. Sometimes it's because who asked him, like the like the Sadducees. They asked him a question, and Pop man that had seven wives, he didn't he didn't answer. Didn't give him a good answer. Other times, because the question is actually irrelevant. Like a question asked by the Pharisees and scribes, it was irrelevant. Technically speaking, the context of Jesus' ministry was not people, mm-hmm. but the will of God. Amen. Now, there, there is a mentality. I dignify it by calling it a mentality. There's a mentality in our day that urges people to be conscious of who they're ministering to Uh from an external point of view. But the emphasis of God is to be conscious of who you're ministering for. Mm -hmm. That's what must dominate a person's mind. Uh You can't be thinking about who are these people. You've got to be thinking what does God want me to say to these people? What does God want me to deliver? Jesus gave him no answer. So he said, I bring him forth to you. Now it's revealed in Mark fifteen fifteen that he was willing to content the people. He, he wasn't willing to do what was right from a legal point of view. He was willing to content the people. Yeah. He thought if the people aren't agitated, it'll be better off for yeah. me. But now, <laughs> on the day of judgment, he's going to find out. Yeah. It, it didn't end up that way. It's going to be worse for him at that time. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, the there was a job of the prelate Pilate to keep peace the Romans would not allow tumult in society we presently have a set up where it is allowed tumult is allowed Rome didn't allow it they squashed it right away he knew a tumult would be made so he 
He took water, washed his hands before the multitude, so they could see it, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. You take it from here. Well, does anyone think that washing his hands <laughs> cleansed him from guilt? No, it didn't. You know that there are some people that treat baptism like Pilate washing his hands. Yeah, yeah. They think because they went through a ceremony. But this is not just a ceremony because we're baptized into Christ. So it's not, it's not just a ceremony. Pilate feared Rome more than Jesus of Nazareth. Someday Pilate, together with the assembled universe, is going to stand before the exalted Christ and give an account before an assembled universe for the things done in the body, whether they be good or whether they be bad. Well, there's a lot of things in that text that will provoke provoke deep thought that will be profitable for you. Anyone else have something to say tonight? I really appreciated your comment when you had just said be conscious who you're ministering for, not who you're ministering to. Because yeah. I know that myself, I could be very guilty of um, instead of focusing on the Lord, I could be very nervous just about the person that I'm initially speaking to about certain things. Yeah, you're right. So I need to really focus more on the Lord and just rely on Him to work in me. And you're instead right. Instead of the person that I really want to minister to. Or yeah. And Jesus will respond to that. Because that glorifies him, see, Sister Tanya. When you take that stance, then he gives you the strength to go ahead and boldly declare what you're going to say. Amen. Yes, Brother Justin. Now, I've made this practice of whenever I have an opportunity to shoot up a quick prayer and ask the Lord to be with me. That's right. When I'm speaking. And then I've also made it a practice to, after I'm done, I tell. I tell Jesus what I told the people. I let I tell God, I give him a report of what I said. It's good. That's good. And this this sharpens up your consciousness Amen. of the Lord. Yeah. Anyone else tonight? Yes, Sister Heather? Um the statement backsliders shame Jesus publicly. Um that caused me to consider um, why it would shame Jesus and us able to see that um, because we live before the Lord everything we do um, represents Jesus so I can see yeah. how um, a backslider would be um, shaming Jesus by um, defiling their testimony of Jesus working in them and this verse they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh still trying to understand that but I'm thankful that you put that part in here for us to consider it's just good to always think yeah, crucify them again the first means again 
again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity we've had to discuss the things of God. Amen. We're thankful for the people that joined us on live stream, and we ask, Lord, a special blessing on them as they think and ponder about these things. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your presence with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.